0: Hello, everyone. This is Scott Reichel, and this is the Betting Bay Area Podcast and the Believe Podcast Network, the Bay Area's number one sports podcast network, the only place for the show for every team in the Bay Area and more. We believe in our teams. Do you believe? If you enjoy the show, please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes. We're also available on your favorite directory, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. You can find us at believe.com and at Podcast on Twitter. And you can find me personally at Reichel Radio on Twitter. Now, at a at long last, it's finally time for the Super Bowl And there is a Super Bowl matchup between the San Francisco 49ers and the Kansas City Chiefs. And once again, we'll be looking to provide all of you with important information and statistics that can help everybody make some money. In the betting market. So, without further ado, we're going to dive right in and start with the San Francisco 49ers. Kansas City originally opened up as a one point favorite. They've been bet up to one and a half, and the over under has actually gone up a decent amount as it has gone from 52 to 54 and a half. 49ers entered this game on a high note as they were able to beat the Green Bay Packers at home in the NFC Championship game in blowout fashion as they ended up winning by 17 points by the score of 37 to 20. Game was basically over at the half. 49ers absolutely dominated. And they looked for some more type of performance two weeks later in the Super Bowl in Miami on Sunday. Now, in that game, Jimmy Garoppolo did virtually nothing because he didn't need to, and he ended up completing six of eight pass attempts for 77 passing yards. Uh, 49ers decided early on to just pound the rock. Green Bay had no answers. Garoppolo barely threw the ball. There was about a quarter and a half stretch where he did not even attempt a single pass, and the 49ers were able to coast to a nice, easy victory. Uh, leading the way on the ground game was Raheem Mostert, who had 29 carries for 220 rushing yards and four rushing touchdowns. Pretty much confirms my thoughts about him during the course of the season. I thought he was the best running back out of the three, with Coleman and Brita. And Mostert finally somewhat became a household name in uh, pretty much all over the country as he at well, just he he went off. I mean, he had four rushing touchdowns and 220 something rushing yards. He was unbelievable and he will look to destroy Kansas City's defense on Sunday. The team as a whole had 42 carries for 285 rushing yards, which is equivalent to 6.8 yards per carry. I mentioned earlier the season how the 49ers, despite Garoppolo's signs of improvement over the course of the season, how they needed to run the ball in order to be successful and how the 49ers should be a run-first team. I said that in the middle of the season, and it appears that the 49ers have taken that brand of identity to heart as they have become a run-first offense during the course of their playoff run, and they will look to hopefully establish the ground game once again on Sunday, as they will probably need to in order to get themselves the Lombardi Trophy. Now, looking at the receiving core against Green Bay, really didn't do much. Uh, Debo Samuel had two receptions for 46 receiving yards. However, he also had two carries for 45 yards on jet sweeps and one reverse, so he was pretty efficient in the ground game. Uh, Kansas City will probably hone in on that a bit more, but Samuel definitely made it an impact as he had 89 total yards, and he will look to uh, potentially be an impactful player in the passing game and in the running game once again in this upcoming matchup. Now, for the rest of the receivers, Emmanuel Sanders did absolutely nothing. Uh, literally, he had zero receptions and zero receiving yards as Green Bay pretty much took him entirely out of the game, mostly because of the fact that, as I mentioned before, the 49ers only attempted eight passes, so it wasn't like Sanders had ample opportunities to actually make a statement. I expect him to play better, though, in this game uh, in the Super Bowl based on the fact that he's been there before, he has Super Bowl experience, and I think that Shanahan will trust him on some big third downs to potentially make a play. Other than that, though, tight end George Kittle didn't do much either. He had one reception for 19 yards. He's been pretty quiet uh, during the course of the playoff run, but that's also, once again, because of the fact that San Francisco has run the ball for pretty much the entire second half in each of the last two games because of the fact that they've been winning and nobody can stop the ground game. But the 49ers' defense once again was fantastic as they ended up having three sacks and they forced three turnovers. They gave up 20 points, but a decent amount of those were in garbage time in the second half as Aaron Rodgers was running for his life half the time. A couple of bad fumbles, a couple of uh, interceptions there. could have been four turnovers as Rodgers ended up fumbling inside his own 20-yard line early on but they ended up recovering and were forced to punt. So the 49ers' defense dominated once again, especially with the defensive front, and they will look to pressure Patrick Mahomes frequently in this upcoming matchup. Now, in terms of the injury report, good news for the 49ers. Tevin Coleman, who was carted off the field with a separated shoulder early on in that game against Green Bay, he has actually returned to practice, and he is expected to play in this game. It's also worth mentioning that linebackers Quan Alexander and safety Jaquiski Tart were limited in practice so far this week. However, Coach Shannon pretty much stated that all three, including Coleman, are expected to play, so there are not really many injuries to report with the 49ers as they are, I'd say, borderline perfectly healthy. But before we get into the Chiefs, uh, if you enjoy football and you have a heartbeat, then you know what's coming, the Super Bowl. If you want to make a bet on it, head over to mybookie.ag to make your predictions a reality. Whether you're choosing the winner or making a side bet with your friends, mybookie offers you the most up-to-date odds and a site that makes extra cash easy and fast. You can even visit mybookie.ag/slash. Party to access a printable prop sheet for the big game so you and your friends could bet on some props. Football not your thing, no worries. book has got it all from the NBA to the Premier League, even some UFC uh, content. If you join right now, MyBookie will also match your deposit halfway, all the way up to $1,000, which means that if you deposit $2,000, you'll get an extra $1,000 in free money to play with. All you have to do is use our promo code BLV to activate the offer. Once again, that's the promo code BLV, the three letters, uh, no spaces, all caps. To get your extra cash from my bookie, play, win, get paid. Now talking about the Kansas City Chiefs here, the favorites in this matchup, they enter this game off a high note as well as they were able to beat the Tennessee Titans at home in the AFC Championship game by the score of 35-24. to Patrick Mahomes once again was fantastic as he ended up having 23 completions out of 35 pass attempts for 294 passing yards with three passing touchdowns and zero interceptions. However, he also was the leading rusher for Kansas City. In their last game, as he had 8 carries for 53 rushing yards and 1 rushing touchdown. Uh, The star running back, though, Damian Williams, did virtually nothing. He did get into the end zone for a touchdown, but he only had 17 carries for 45 rushing yards. He will definitely need to play better moving forward. The team as a whole, though, had 27 carries for 112 rushing yards, which is equivalent to 4.1 yards per carry. Very uh, uh, solid. Anytime you get over 4 yards per carry is definitely a solid amount. But considering the fact that Mahomes was averaging roughly seven yards a carry, means that the rest of the of the running backs didn't really step up, and they will definitely need to play better against San Francisco. Otherwise, if they cannot, San Francisco will look to tee off on Mahomes and just send pressure pretty much every snap. So, creating a nice balance would be important for Kansas City to win this game but whether or not they are able to do so remains to be seen. Now, talking about the receiving core, wide receiver Sammy Watkins, who actually recently came into news as he was talking about potentially not playing next season. Uh, That remains up in the air, but there are some reports that he might take next year off, kind of like a Le'Veon bell route uh, for different reasons. But as for last week, he was great as he ended up having seven receptions for 114 receiving yards and one receiving touchdown, and he will look for his first Super Bowl ring despite playing in the season, despite playing in the league, for roughly a decade. He'll look for a solid performance on Sunday. Other than that, wide receiver Tyree Kill had five receptions for 67 receiving yards and two receiving touchdowns. He was great once again. Of course, everyone knows that he's a top five receiver in the league, and he will look to potentially burn San Francisco's secondary a couple of times in this game. Now, tight end Travis Kelsey was relatively quiet as he had three receptions for 30 receiving yards. Tennessee did a great job of trying to take him out of the of the uh, play calling as he was pretty much bottled up for all uh, 60 minutes of this game. And now the San Francisco 49ers will try to do the same as Kelsey will hopefully be kept under control in this upcoming game. Kansas City's defense, though, tail of two halves. They were very solid overall, though, as they ended up having three sacks and only gave up seven points in the entire second half. After the first half looked a little bit dicey, they were able to slow the game down as Tennessee had 17 points in the first half, definitely did not look good for Kansas City, but they were able to uh, stop Tennessee, mostly Derrick Henry, as they were able to just dominate the game in the second half, and they will look to stop San Francisco's elite rushing attack once again on Sunday. Now, talking about the injury report, not really much else to talk about for Kansas City. Um, Everyone's expected to play. A couple of key names were full participants in practice this week. You had defensive tackle Chris Jones, who was a full participant he's expected to he's expected to play and Travis Kelsey was also a full participant he will also most likely play in this game. Now talking about the trends for this matchup, uh, you have the the 49ers are 5 and 0 against the spread in their last 5 games as an underdog and the 49ers are 6 and 1 against the spread versus a team with a winning record in their last 7 games. So 49ers have done well in this spot before and they've also Uh, just been playing some really good football lately. Kansas City has been a bit dicey in their games. One could argue that Hope looked pretty bleak against Houston in the divisional round, and then they were able to take care of business against Tennessee after trailing after the first quarter. So hopefully Kansas City... We'll get off to a slow start once again in this game for the 49ers, as the 49ers will look to lift the M- Lombardi Trophy once again. But for the predictions in this game, I like the 49ers to get the job done, and I think they will win by the score of 27-24, to 24, uh, which means that I like San Francisco plus the 1.5, and I also like the under 54.5, and those are my thoughts on the Super Bowl. Now, the main reasons why I like the 49ers in this spot is simply just put, I don't trust Kansas City's defense I know that their defense has looked better in recent weeks, but that doesn't change the fact, though, that Tennessee was pretty one-dimensional offensively. Tannehill was okay, but I think nobody was really worried about Tannehill in that game. People were expecting Henry to get the ball 30-something times, potentially run for another 180, and Kansas City just sold out to the run. They basically ran goal-line defense in the second half and dared Tannehill to beat them. I think that Kansas City will try the same tactic against Garoppolo, but I actually think Garoppolo is better than people are thinking. Just because he hasn't attempted many passes in the playoffs doesn't mean that he's not capable of potentially carrying the burden. Do I think Garoppolo is an amazing quarterback in the league? No. But I think he's definitely serviceable. I think that uh, there are a couple of play-action opportunities that he'll be able to convert on. Kansas City will sell it to the run. If San Francisco runs in play-actions, you could potentially see Samuel or Sanders or even Kittle open. Plus, San Francisco's really good at running screen passes, and if Kansas City decides to overload, then there could be some potential big plays in the passing game. But at the end of the day, San Francisco's offensive line has been great in recent weeks, and Mostert's been really good. Coleman's supposed to be back. Breida's been pretty much phased out of the offense, but Breida is a threat to potentially make some plays if one of them gets injured. So he's a serviceable backup. I think San Francisco will dominate the pace. I think they know that the key to stopping Kansas City is to force Mahomes off the field and I think that San Francisco will look to dominate the time possession and create some long, sustaining drives, which will lead to this game being somewhat low-scoring. So for me, I like the 49ers, and I like the under, as I think this game will be a bit more low-scoring than people anticipate. However, in addition to those two uh, spots, I actually also want to add another bet in this game, and I like the San Francisco 49ers' first quarter plus a half And the main reason why is because Kansas City has gotten off some really slow starts in the playoffs so far in each of the first two games. Kansas City has actually been outscored in the first quarter in each of the first two playoff games. And San Francisco has actually covered this number in each of the first two playoff games in the first quarter. San Francisco was tied against the Vikings and they were beating the Packers uh, in the first quarter where Kansas City was trailing to both Houston and Tennessee I think San Francisco will be able to at least be tied at the end of the first quarter and I think they could potentially have the lead this game should be an absolute nail-biter but at the end of the day I think San Francisco has enough pieces defensively to get after Mahomes to force him into making some mistakes as well as just forcing Kansas City into some tough third downs and I expect San Francisco's secondary to make enough plays to force Kansas City's offense off the field. So for that reason, I like the 49ers plus one and a half in the full game. I like the 49ers first quarter plus a half, and I also like the under 54 and a half in the entire game. However, if you do want more action, I did make a props video last week, so check that out in the Betting Bay Area playlist where I also gave out Some player props, so if you're looking for more action, you can check that one out. But once again, if you enjoyed the show, please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes. We're also available in your favorite directory, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. You can find us at Believe.com and at Believe Podcast on Twitter. And you can find me personally at Radio on Twitter. Other than that, though, that's going to be the installment of Betting Bay Area here with Believe. And good luck to all of you and your respective bets today. Bye, everyone. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop.